The SWP is brought to you by Popeye Supplements Ottawa, Jim K. Ford, and All Insurance Ontario. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Well, it's 2021, and that means Jim K. Ford is now beginning its 40th year helping people with their automotive needs. I think that kind of longevity says a lot. You don't last in business this long without building trust and connections, treating people right, turning first-timers into repeat customers who are happy to spread the word about the great service they always get at Jim K. Ford. Hey, your next vehicle awaits at JimKFord.com. I think we'd all like to look and feel better in 2021. Well, Popeye Supplements is the home of your New Year's resolution solution. Right now, it's their New Year New You event. Amazing deals like six pounds of PVL whey protein for only $44.99. Popeye's value size of veggie greens and phytoberry are $54.99. Popeye's remains open with strict in-store guidelines, plus curbside and online shopping as well. Check out your nearest location at PopeyesCanada.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the SWP. It's episode 441, your favorite sports and whatever podcast is back. Brightening the bleakness of the internet every single weekday. My name is Steve Warren, along with Jimmy, James, Jungle, Jerome. I'm in Ottawa, James is out in Edmonton, and let's say hello to that old lug, James Howard Things. <laughs> the old lug, the old lug's good, Stevie. Uh, just preparing for the day, uh, and I kicked it off today with a massive bowl of Captain Crunch, Stevie. It's been a while. How's the roof of your mouth? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's all good, man. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah, it's all, my, the roof of my mouth has been through many, many tougher things than scarfing down Captain Crunch, Steve. Okay? It's, a, it's, it's got layers and layers of leather on it. Okay? Right. From what, what's, <laughs> it, it, can't, it can't be as good. At, I mean, even if it's still fine, it can't be as good as it was before you started your bowl of Captain Crunch. Right. That's, well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, it's my, go, it's my go-to. Used to be Fruit Loops. Now I'm onto the uh, the, the the CC right. Captain Crunch. So uh, anyway, yeah, things are fine, Stevie. Yeah, how about you? What's going on there? Oh, uh, not too much. Didn't have any candy for breakfast like you did, uh, but all is well. Uh, frustration with the internet is uh, top of mind at the moment. But uh, uh, another day here in paradise, and and certainly in the province of Ontario, different times indeed, and in that we've got the curfew on now. Uh, the uh, premier came along and uh, said, you know what, uh, this is as bad as it gets. So we are shutting pretty much everything down now. Now it's the deal. Stay in your house, come out for what? Groceries, medical things, or exercise, go out for a walk. And right. everything else, for the most part, everything else, don't bother with it. Stay in the house. Right. So, so Amazon is loving this, right? Uh, you know, everyone talks about Amazon. I, I, I know people. Who that's all they do. That's all that's all the, the, the only the only deal that they use to get sure. stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know if Amazon's into food or not, but I can I can only anticipate, Steve, that pretty soon it's gonna be uh can you drop off some Captain Crunch, uh some smokes, uh some I don't know, porno DVDs, something. Okay, we gotta stay. <laughs> Nobody gotta... orders DVDs for that, James. What are you in nineteen ninety two? Well, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I get. Uh, you know me. Someone, someone 
Someone texted me today, uh, Dave Khalil, as a matter of fact, you know, the, the, the great Ottawa golf pro and piano player. Dave's been yep. around a long time. Nice guy. Really good guy. Great guy. Great guy. So he put up a post on Facebook with him smiling. Uh, he's calling it SOS. Share. I think share our smile. So he, uh, you know, made a plea. Everyone put up a put up a smiley face picture of you and pass it on. Okay. Well, that's just adorable. Yeah. So it's totally adorable, of course. And so he he texted me, saying, "Hey, Jungle, will you will you look at my post and will you put something up there and 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 do what you're told to do and blah blah blah." <laughs> okay. And I'm like, "What? What? What? So I'm texting back. Well, so what do I do? Post where? Do what? What is post? Put put up somewhere on my thing, or do I put on Twitter? Or, yeah, and he's you know he's got back to me and went, "Are you drinking again?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my I, first my first reply would be, uh, "Just make sure you put your teeth in first. Yes, yeah, which I which I did. So anyway, I posted on my Facebook page a picture of me and my daughter together smiling, and then I, you know, I said, "Dave Clow asked me to." freaking do this you you take it from here wow <laughs> you take it from here so i'm surprised you didn't just take that completely down like just slay him for it because yeah. in the past you would you would probably go after that for being as sugary sweet as a bowl of captain crunch right yeah yeah well that's well that's true that's true but he's sensitive dave dave's sensitive i love I, okay. I love dave yeah now dave and i went on a fantastic trip fantastic golf trip uh to to california and uh we had you know Unbelievable. We played Riviera, Steve. Okay. Tough course to get in. That's where the LA Opens played. I don't know who the sponsor is now. Genesis, I think, or something. Uh, and, and played a bunch of courses. And, and so Dave and I hung out for four or five days. We ended up in Vegas at the fantasy camp uh, and just had the trip of a lifetime. Love, love Dave. Great guy. Beauty. Great guy. And he's doing online concerts now, too. So cool. Uh, on, on his Facebook, I said, Dave, you know, I texted him back, go, Dave. You know, if if I if I take a deep dive into this little simple request, I may single-handedly delete your own Facebook page. <laughs> so, anyway, okay. Well, uh, hello to Dave, and uh, hello to everybody who's joined the show today. And I'm certain that uh, some people are feeling what's oh, a good word, satiated somewhat, and that uh, finally the NHL is off and running again. Habs and Leafs got it all started on opening night. NHL's oldest rivalry. The Sens and Leafs will get it going this weekend, a Friday-Saturday deal. I kind of wondered about Sens and Leafs with this new provincial stay-at-home order. Everyone must stay home unless it's medical, groceries, or exercise. So I guess the exercise thing applies to Sens and Leafs players. Yeah, I got I to gotta go out and play NHL hockey, so I'm going to violate this uh, whole stay-at-home order. Right. But, um, yeah. Anyway, everybody seems to think, oh, no, it's fine. Just carry on. But uh, no, it's interesting because obviously as a hockey fan, I want it to go on, but I also have some sympathy for those who don't like hockey, which must be at least two out of every three people in Ontario who won't, who don't care about the NHL. And uh, what, what, what do they got going on? Because that's the defense I keep hearing. Oh, well, uh, you know, we need something to, to entertain us. If we're being told we must stay at home. Well, that's fine. What about the other two thirds of the province that don't like hockey? What are you gonna do right. for them? Anyway. Right. Um, the point was to get into this discussion about rivalries and such. And Bill Daly, Gary Bettman's henchman, mm -hmm. talked today about the North Division, which a lot of people are excited about. And it's not just that it's all Canadian. It's this new reshuffling of the deck, this full realignment 
Um, a lot of people are saying, you know what? I might not mind this on a full-time basis. All Canadian, uh, more rivalries from playing teams more frequently. Bill Daly basically rained on that parade today. He said, the interdivision play, this is his quote, exclusively, certainly creates a heightened degree of familiarity between the teams. Each game carries that much more importance. As an aside, by the way, James, I would also argue that even if your favorite team's not playing, like if it's an you know, it's a divisional game. You're going to get to know these teams very quickly because, you know, your Oilers, for example, only have six opponents all year. So you're going to see them again and again. And these opponents will then play other North Division opponents. And suddenly these non-Oiler games, or in my case, the non-Senator games, they're going to suddenly start seeming uh, that much more intriguing, I think. Anyway, carrying on with Bill Daly's deal, he said each game carries that much importance I've read somewhere people are saying every game is a four-point game, and that's true. I think that can really be compelling. I think the playoff format can be compelling. I think highlighting the rivalries can be compelling. But, and this is where he brings out his wet blanket, having said all that, and while I'm excited for it, I don't see it as a long-term alternative or a possibility for the league. In particular, I'm asked a lot about the North, the All-Canadian Division. Is that something we can see continuing on into the future? I think the commissioner has made that clear. That's certainly not in our current thought process. We very much consider ourselves one league, a North American league with markets in Canada and the U.S., and we want to make sure we continue to integrate all our clubs as we move forward so we don't view it as a long-term solution. So it's going to be one and done at the present time, but I'm hoping that it goes so well that fans clamor for it and, uh, and they maybe continue to do it. I'm not saying you don't play any games, but right now you have a 50 games, 56 game season this year and all intradivision. I say when you move it to 82 games, all the extra games beyond the 56, what's that? 26 other games. There's where you can play the other teams in the league. Uh, I like this setup and I think people are really going to embrace it, but Bill Daly has already said it's one and done. Right. Yeah. You know, the NFL, right. Uh, They only play, what is it, 16, 18 games, right, Steve? So 16. Yeah, 16. So they're they're missing. How many teams are in the NFL? Uh 30, 32. 30-ish? I have to do Yeah, 30-ish. So so they they do more of an inter uh, you know, more of an interdivisional thing only, right? Um what what I think these guys are missing, Steve, is is the dialogue um that or the narrative, as everyone likes to use, um, that this day that the times have changed, Stevie. Okay, the times have changed from when you and I were 15 years old, which is which is you know 40 plus years ago, right? For for our generation, um, that now now they need the, the you know the kids, the the up and comers. Everyone's you know you got to look after the youth, Steve. You got to cater to that demographic. Okay, the 25 to 40 ish, or 19 to 35, or whatever it is. Um, and that that group now, Steve, the the millennial, the Gen X kid, where whoever that is, after born after ninety five or something, they they they're not into the long drawn out stuff anymore. Okay, they're not into the three hour games. They're not into the uh, you know eighteen minutes of commercials every hour. You know where there's other options now. You know to 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 banner games to make it interactive to watch the stuff to stream these games to to, to uh, you know, pay-per-view, all that stuff, right? Um, everyone's well aware now, Stevie, that you brought it up yesterday or the day before too about everyone's attention span, right? So uh, anyway, 
the 56 game thing is good. Yeah, it's good. You know, uh, I like it. The interdivisional thing is, uh, I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. You know, that, that these seven teams or eight teams are going to play here. Those other eight are going to play there. They'll never face each other if that happens to be in the regular season, but you make the playoffs and then, and then off we go, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I like the shorter season. Uh, NHL games are probably the shortest, I guess, uh, out of, out of games professional sports right they're 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 pretty quick right yeah Um, it's not the length of games for me and it's not so much necessarily the length of the season though that kind of plays into it um it's about making games matter making games destination viewing not just something like so i got nothing to do just oh there's a game on you know I, i want people to look forward to it if i'm a league that's really important and take take it back to uh the battle of alberta right the Oilers and the Flames, yeah, it's it's good rivalry, but it's not where it was. And then all of a sudden, you had uh, Cassian and Kachuk running each over a bunch of times. And I remember when that went down, you know, they were, you know, there was obviously a real burr in their sides. And you're thinking to yourself, when that game ended, you're going, okay, one of those team two teams meet again. Oh, it's gonna be oh, they don't meet for another month. Right. To me, right. it's about making games matter. Because it is an 82 game season, and you got to give me a reason to watch. Like I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to watch my own team, but I'm going to watch with gr- great interest now because I'll have as much familiarity with the team that's playing my team, the Sens. Uh, I'll have my, as much familiarity with the opponent, and and that's going to make things far, far more interesting. And I, I don't know why the NHL wouldn't want that. I'm not saying it's a perfect system. Sure, I mean you you decided to expand the way you did. And you're you're up uh, at 31 teams, soon to be 32 with Seattle next season. Uh, that's what you've chosen to do. Fine, but I mean, if you make it a hundred games, I mean, a hundred teams at some point, you keep expanding. At some point, you're going to have to try and narrow this down a little bit. You've got to make games matter, and I think that's the best way to do it. Familiarity, establishing rivalry. It was like listening to Bill Daly in that quote. It's like, yeah, that's good. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. This part's going to be great. Having said that, we're not doing it. What? Come on. Right. So here's my here here's my thing on the rivalry, Stevie. And you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't uh, announce a rivalry. Okay. You can't say, okay, this will be great. This rivalry. Here's why rivalries work, Steve. And they and here's why they don't work anymore. Okay. You bring up the uh, the oiler. Calgary rivalry. There's there's a bunch of factors there that work. One one of it was Gretzky, right? Was playing on the Oilers, so everyone, you know, loved to go to those games wherever he came. You had the other thing, Steve. That the reason rivalries were so big back in the day is because fighting was alive and well. Okay, you could you you could you know they they had great great rivalry. The Oilers thing, uh, you know, for for three reasons. Okay, one was Gretz. Okay, one was uh, fighting. Okay. And the other one was Steve, they were really good. Both teams were really good. Yep. Okay. So you don't have it. You don't have much of that. You can't, you can't, so you can't say this will be a rivalry. You know, they're, they're kind of built. Right. And there's not a lot of them anymore, Steve, cause there's no fighting. And there's none of those games where you're going, Oh, tune in tonight. Uh, Dave Brown with the Oilers is taking on Stu Grimson. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, um, you know, Wayne Gretzky is taking on, you know, uh, Lanny McDonald or whoever, you know, he's a bad man, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, whoever the good guys were. So they, they don't, they're not as big as, as they used to 
But I, I would argue that you, I would argue though that the physical play will return. You know, you're taking on a team. You only have six opponents in the North. You're taking on a team nine, ten times a year, and the dislike will build up, where to the point where you're not going to necessarily be able to restrain yourself. The guys who have that in them, after you know, running into the same guy again and again and again, eventually things will get heated. And when things get heated, gloves get dropped, or at least physical play amps up. And what I agree with you. Right. So fighting was part of it back in the day. And that that was part of all whatever insert, you know, insert name here, the battle of blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that was these teams fought a lot. These teams had physical games. And all right. of those things are what amps up the fans, amps up the uh, the media hype. And uh, I think that this intra-division play that they're going to go with this year will play into all of that. And I don't know why the NHL ignores that. Yeah, and there may be, you know, the Oiler, the Oiler Calgary one too, right? They were only two hours away. Maybe that has something to do with it. But but think of rivalries, Steve. Think what think of what got you revved up over the last two or three years with games. Okay, outside of you being a fan and all of us being a fan of the Sens. Okay, Brad Marchand with fucking Boston, excuse my language, with Boston, when he licked that guy's face, okay, people hated it. People hated Boston, okay, because of that. Think of, when was the last time, Steve, when was the last time the Philadelphia Flyers ever came into a conversation about a, about a hockey game? I'll tell you when it was, the Broad Street Bullies, mm-hmm. okay? That's when everyone was like, oh, my God, Philly's coming to town. This will be great. Right. This will be great. You know, the Philly fan, right? The Philly fan has been a household name forever. And and why? Because they're dirty. The fans are nuts. You know, they threw glass bottles at guys. Uh, all, all sorts of stuff, you know? So that those are, those are rivalries, right? And, and um, we'll wait and see, Steve. We'll wait and see what happens uh, to, to create it, you know? So they're, they're just not, they're, they're not there anymore. And if the, the ones that have been, uh, as you point out, uh, they had the potential. And then, as you say, you look at the schedule and go, oh yeah, but they don't play each other again for another 20 games or yep. another month or something. So, um, yeah. Fighting Steve fighting. Okay. Goons. They used to be in there fighting dirty play that creates a rivalry and both teams being good. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, other, other than that. Okay. I, I don't think you're going to get too many rivalries anymore. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, my prediction is with nine to ten games against six opponents, and that's your entire season. Not to matter. Not to mention every game will have playoff implications until somebody you know runs away with it at the top of the standings or falls out of it at the bottom. Um, and and a short season, it's going to be a sprint, not a marathon. I think all that will play into the dislike the teams have for each other. Individual players will square off against other squirrely guys, and uh, yeah, I, I can't say this enough. Stay with the 56 games, sprinkle in for the other 26 games. These other clubs that come in, you're not going to be able to see everybody every year, but you'll see most of them, 26 games. Um, that's the way I would move forward if I'm Gary Bettman or Bill Daly. I think they make a mistake when uh, when they move back to the status quo. This is going to be a great season, and I'm looking forward to it, and it all got underway last night. We'll take a timeout on the program when we come back. An interesting twist to the Mike Babcock hiring by NBC. We'll get to that after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price... 
but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Well, it's 2021, and that means Jim K. Ford is now beginning its 40th year helping people with their automotive needs. I think that kind of longevity says a lot. You don't last in business this long without building trust and connections, treating people right, turning first-timers into repeat customers who are happy to spread the word about the great service they always get at Jim K. Ford. Hey, your next vehicle awaits at JimKFord.com. I think we'd all like to look and feel better in 2021. Well, Popeye Supplements is the home of your New Year's resolution solution. Right now, it's their New Year New You event. Amazing deals like six pounds of PVL whey protein for only $44.99. Popeye's value size of veggie greens and phytoberry are $54.99. Popeye's remains open with strict in-store guidelines, plus curbside and online shopping as well. Check out your nearest location at PopeyesCanada.com. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell our home back in the fall. He set aside a budget to help us with painting, cleaning, decluttering, updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers and the home sold for well over asking price. You should call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glennwalton.com. Welcome back to the show. It's the SWP. And by the way, don't forget, we also produce other podcasts as well, like the Sens Nation podcast, The Suspendables with former Montreal Canadian and Toronto Maple Leaf Russ Courtnell, Inside Curling with Kevin Martin, former Olympic gold medal winner. If you'd like to start a podcast, whether it's for fun or to help build your business brand, get in touch with us. SteveWProject.com. Okay, so as we mentioned in a couple of episodes ago, Mike Babcock is uh, employed again. He's uh, working for NBC, part of the on-air talent. And they decided, NBC did, to do a conference call with reporters. And uh, NBC sports executive producer Sam Flood first paid tribute to Doc Emmerich, the legendary hockey broadcaster, called his final game last October after 47 years, noted that Emmerich will still be a part of the network's opening night triple header. And uh, so there was all kinds of standard promotional stuff. And then the media started asking about the hiring of Mike Babcock, Mm -hmm. who, of course, you know, he said, uh, let's call it, uh, he said some criticism. (laughs) That's part of why he lost his job in Toronto, because of this psychological warfare he had going on there. Uh, The whole Mitch Marner thing asking Mitch Marner as a rookie to come up with, hey, which Leafs do you think are uh, the hardest working? Which ones are the laziest? Mitch Marner, as a kid, gladly provided a list, thinking it was in confidence. And then Mike Babcock reads it to the entire team, mortifying the kid. Um, There are tales in Detroit coming from Chris Chelios. Um, Just awful stuff about the toxic head games that Babcock had going in Motown. Johan Franzen, for example, said his former Red Wing boss, while being extremely accurate and prepared, was also, quote, a terrible person, the worst person I've ever met. Wow. Yeah, wow. crazy, right? Anyway, so NBC is having this news conference about Babcock's hiring and other things at NBC Hockey, um, and Flood told reporters that Babcock had reached out to him, and or, well, anyway, they decided, uh, I guess it happened a year ago, the first time he reached out to him, and they decided because of COVID, they'd, they'd wait a year. And so here we are. We're at this point. Great addition. We're excited. He's fascinating guy, blah, blah, blah. And then the media got in 
And for example, an ESPN reporter asked, after Babcock was fired by the Leafs, there were accusations of abuse from some of the players, psychological abuse. His reputation took a hit because of it. He hasn't really addressed these issues publicly. Is this something you've discussed before hiring him? And is this something you might have him discuss on the air? And the NBC executive said, well, we've had a full process of conversations as we do with anyone we bring in onto the team. And then the line goes silent. And then it happened again. The athletic asked a question, uh, basically any concerns about the allegations flood says we looked at everything another eight seconds of silence. And so obviously NBC is trying to ignore this ugly past. I don't know. What do you think? What will happen here after all you've told us about and all the new news here that, that, that broke about Babcock from a few days ago, is this going to harm NBC? Uh, the, my answer is no, no, no one's going to, no, no one's going to care about it. So what will be the biggest thing to come out of this? Uh, I don't think people are going to not tune into games because it's Mike Babcock because of his past reputation. I think the biggest thing that'll come out of this uh, that'll be very interesting is now Mike Milbury. It's a double standard, obviously that NBC has. Okay. So we fired Mike Milbury for saying something about women won't be a distraction uh, when they play in the bubble. And Jeremy Ramona makes some fun about him and his wife with some other chick referencing three, three some in total fun. He gets fired by NBC right. and you know, NBC states that this is why they're getting fired. Okay. We don't, uh, I, I think usually they say we don't characterize our, our, our station that way and we won't tolerate it. And we've decided to dismiss them. So they give that reason. Now you're Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick this morning, Stephen, you wake up, right? I'm on the phone, Stevie. When I, when this story breaks about, about this Babcock thing and that reporters, you know, rehash this deal, yeah, you know, you kind of raise your eyebrows going, well, that's kind of true. Why, why would NBC, who took such a hard stand, hard stand, and immediately fired these two guys for what they believe is untoward stuff, hire, hire Mike Babcock? I'm Ronick, I'm Milbury, I'm on the phone this morning to my lawyer, and I'm suing NBC. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm filing a lawsuit, man. Mm-hmm. For here's why you dismissed me, and here's why you hired that guy. <laughs> okay? It's... You, uh, that that's what I think will come out of this. This story's not going to end. You know what I mean, Steve? Yeah. And NBC's got a lot of money, man. Got a lot of money. So I, I, I would be really pissed. I'd be really pissed if I'm, I'm Jeremy Roenick or, or Mike Milbury. And, and what they did, what they said, Steve is, is I think totally, totally hundred percent far less than the impact of what Mike Babcock did. Okay. To, to what, you get a guy like Chris Chelios coming out, longtime veteran, okay, superstar in the NHL, you know, team guy. What goes on in the locker room stays in the locker room. What goes on in the road stays in the road. For him to come forward, and I know Chris Chelios, okay, he keeps his cards close to his chest. He's, he's all about it. He's all about the fraternity of the NHL. For him to come forward and go, this is Mike Babcock. This is what he's all about, and I don't like him. And the other guy, is it Franzen who said it? Yeah, you know, the, that, Franzen. So, that's what I think will happen with this thing. That's what I think will happen. How NBC do you fire those two guys and yet you hire this guys with previous knowledge, Steve? Those are going to be the two big stories, Milbury and Roenick, right? I think we're going to do that. Like I say, it's not going to affect the fans. I don't think, I don't think anyone's going, I'm not watching that game on NBC because of Mike Milbury. There would be a few, Steve, but, but I, I, I don't think that'll be the problem. I think the problem will be everyone questioning this double standard that NBC has. Yeah, it is a double standard because all three cases, 
have an ugliness to it. And I'm all for second chances. You know, in all three cases, if there was a, a big apology, and I think there was, Jeremy Roenick went online like within days, within a day or two, and uh, had a big long apology, and then got fired anyway. Um, right. I'm all for second chances. I don't necessarily want to bury guys forever, um, as long as they're contrite. You know, maybe you know, donate money to certain causes that are important. Then, uh, and maybe a suspension. Maybe you can move on at some point. But you can't just say, okay, this one's these two are these two are unacceptable. But uh, we'll let this one slide. And I think, and I'll be brutally frank about it, they're all ugly. But there are certain issues that are more hot button today than others, right? With with Babcock, it's adult males, it's white males all involved in these Babcock situations. It's still a misuse of power. You know, you're the head coach. You have the the power to take away ice time, get guys, you know, cut from the team, sent to the minors, all that stuff. To me, that's a misuse of the power of the coaching position, and it too is ugly. But I don't think uh, I don't think NBC sees it as bad as what uh, Milbury and, and Ronick did, if that makes sense. It's way worse what Babcock did. Way worse. You know, it's it, you know the misuse of power. Okay, in a in a in a unbelievable unbelievable situation you know that you take a young guy in the, on, on your team and say okay i want to know literally to to make the short story uh, out of this long one is he says you got to give me names of guys who aren't you know who are not buying in and then turn around and and you know confront them saying this player right here i was talking to him, he said you guys are brutal it's, it's an unbelievable misuse of power. What Milbury did and what Ronick did, Stevie, I never thought for one second they should be fired for it. I didn't think for one second. They made a joke. It was a joke. Okay? Uh, I, think, a, I think he still they deserves punishment, wouldn't you nah, say? No, it doesn't. It, it, I, I don't think it does. Okay? People this day and age are, are you know, saying, well, you, can't, you, you got to. It's, it's unbelievable. What they, they made a joke. They made a freaking joke. Yeah. You know, really, Steve? Okay, the boys are playing in the bubble. Uh, you know, the, the toughest thing about coaching in the NHL under normal st- circumstances, pre-COVID and stuff, pre-bubble, was making sure your team doesn't get distracted by other things, right? These kids are young. You know, it was like when Vegas came into the league, a lot of people were going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, how are we going to handle things off ice or gambling, and all this, you know, in, 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 in Vegas, right? So you don't want to have distractions. So Milbury makes a reference to that and says, and, you know, there's no women in there, so it won't be a distraction. Really? Really, the guy gets fired over that, you know, and 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 even Ronick's thing. It's a joke. They made a joke. And yeah, but ba- you're not what, the audience, though. You're not. Mike Babcock did what? What Mike Babcock did? No. What? What Mike Babcock did? Okay. No joke. Okay. No joke. No. Absolutely, Steve. Misuse of power. Abuse. Abuse on others. What Ronick said and what Melbury said. You know, they. Yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. It's. Uh, but it, it was a lot of people took great offense to it. Um, and, and as with anything, we've talked at great length about it here in the last year. Uh, we're not the ones that, that are the, the judge and jury on this stuff. It doesn't offend me, but a lot, it takes a lot to offend me. Same with you, I'm sure, for the most part, when it comes to jokes and things people say. But there were many, many women who were very offended, women who are in the media, who cover NHL hockey way more than you and I do, women who are viewers, part of your customer base, who were greatly offended by what both men had to say, uh, Ronick in, in, the, in the podcast, Milbury 
during an NBC broadcast. And, and they're the ones you have to defer to, just as we would say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been offended by the Edmonton Eskimos name, but it's not about me. It's about the people in question that have been offended. And I can't just say, you know, Roenick and Milbury, just because I haven't been offended by it, don't deserve some level of punishment. I think a brief suspension, uh, some kind of sensitivity training, maybe a donation, public apology, and, and then you know, promise never to do it again. And if you do it again, bye bye. See you later. Screw you. But uh, I'm not going to say that it's nothing and I'm just going to let them roll on. I, I, well, I do. I think Mike Milbury is saying women are a distraction. Okay. Women would be a distraction for hockey players, for men, for boys. Okay. For teenagers that, that women would be a distraction and, and, and now they won't because they're not in the bubble. I, I I'm not offended by that at all, Steve. I get what you're saying. I'm not a woman, so maybe I can't, but I am, I'm commenting on it. You know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like some woman making a comment going, uh, you know, the, 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 the oiler, the oiler game is, 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 is not showing in our, city tonight there's some sort of blackout from the from the network or something like that good thing because it won't keep men distracted tonight you know there's no hockey to, to distract men uh, it, it just it's well, over I the mean, top it, it's over it, the top no I, I disagree i think it's you know it's it's basically mike milbury saying women have their place women have their place they don't belong at a hockey game that's how a lot say- of people that's how many people perceived it that was how many people thought of it Ooh. it's like like that women had that women shouldn't be at a hockey game and that they're a big distraction. Who, who said, how many said that NBC said it, that's who said it, you know, that I know of that was well, I'm on social fact. media. And like I say, there's, there, I, I saw dozens of women and not to mention, you know, not just women, but uh, men in support of what they had to say, but you have to defer to those who've been offended by something just as, the Washington Redskins name had to go because I, I never gave it a second thought. My high school, the South Carlton Redskins, never gave it a second thought, never had any ugliness in my mind when I thought about it. But it's not about me as a middle-aged a guy who's well in a middle-aged Caucasian. So, well, okay. So, so Steve, use that example. The Washington Redskins, Edmonton Eskimos, that, that sort of stuff. Okay. So the NFL, Steve, doesn't say this. We don't characterize ourselves that way. We're kicking you out of the league. We're firing you from the NFL. Okay. And the reason, Steve, this, this is my point on this, is that we're, we're still in flux here. Okay. With what's offensive and what isn't. Okay. And, and, and God knows that it's reared its ugly head with, with racism and social injustice and inequality for sure. For sure. And that awareness and that stuff is offensive. Okay. But, but we're in a little middle ground here, Stevie about the Mike Milbury, the Jeremy Roenick comments are, okay, uh, you, know, you know, the fact that people are debating it, Steve, the fact that you and I are going back and forth on this with different sides tells you that it's not quite there yet, what's right and wrong, okay? Not quite, not quite there. So these guys deserve a break. These guys deserve a break. Um, so I don't think they should have been fired. I think maybe NBC comes on and goes, times are changing. That would have been acceptable in the day, but, but they're not. So we're not going to fire the guys, but we're going to have a little sensitivity meeting right now. And what, and what with so much transparency that we need to be, that okay, we got to talk to them about it. 
But right, and then that was my point. Now, you know, you were saying they should get off scot free, and there shouldn't be anything. Um, I, I'm I I can certainly go along with you on the maybe they shouldn't have been fired for it. I can relate to that, but I'm not going to go down the road of they didn't deserve quite a bit of punishment. Um, however, that plays out. Like Melbury's statement, I I I actually got the the actual quote. So they're talking about the bubble and uh, the whole NHL playoff bubble. It's during the Capitals Islanders series. And uh, Brian Boucher, an NBC analyst, is talking to Mike Milbury. And Boucher says, if you think about it, it's a terrific environment, this bubble, with regard to if you enjoy playing and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place. And Milbury responded, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. Right. And so the league condemned the comments. Um, There were all kinds of, like, again, social media went bananas about it. And uh, everybody's saying it was insensitive. It was insulting. And Milbury did, in fact, apologize. He said, it was not my intention to disrespect anyone. I was trying to be irreverent, and I took it a step too far. It was a regrettable mistake that I take seriously. So that's a good thing. Um, ah, and yeah, uh, again, yeah. I'm all about second chances, but I'm not ignoring it. You got you to gotta deal with it still. under pressure again and just has to flip it and it is going to be caught by Williams for the touchdown. Aaron Rodgers just put this in the perfect spot. How do you land it there? So James Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be filling in. They're doing a whole run where they're trying out guest hosts. Of course, uh, Alex Trebek uh, sadly passing away uh, late last year, after a long battle with cancer, uh, beloved game show host, good Canadian boy there from your right. hometown of Sudbury, went to school here where I am uh, at Ottawa U. And uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, a massive Jeopardy fan. And I guess he appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy in the past. Pretty smart guy. And uh, on top of being one of the best quarterbacks of all time and in line to potentially win another Super Bowl, He's also going to be the guy that's uh, one of the guys anyway, that's going to be in there filling in for Alex Trebek for a little bit. That's kind of cool. Sort of cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you just said there a second ago, because Alex Trebek's last show uh, uh, aired in the past week or so. Right. Um, and his daughter came on a beautiful comment she made about her, about her father about it. But um, I'll tell you what, Stevie, when you bring up trivial pursuit, that's a cool idea, by the way. Right. Everyone, everyone likes to uh, loves to see celebs. Sure. Uh, and that's a great arena to do it in. You better be careful. Okay, Stevie, because I've embarrassed myself many, many times, <laughs> as you know. But but with with Wheel of Fortune, Steve, okay, I've embarrassed myself with Trivial Pursuit and with Jeopardy. And if you sit down in a room, Steve, with people, wherever you are, Christmas party, a social gathering, I don't know, with your family or something like that, and the TV's on, and, and this is Jeopardy comes on and you and you say, okay, I'm a huge fan of Jeopardy. Okay, I've done that. Huge fan of Jeopardy. Turn it up. Let's 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 play Jeopardy. And my brother was with me one time, my brother Paul, and he went, You're you're not very bright. <laughs> you, every question you've answered wrong. As a matter of fact, some of it just makes no sense, you know. And then I'll go, okay, I'll go to step down, Steve. I'm going to go to Wheel of Fortune. You can be really, really embarrassed there too, which I've done tons, 
tons, you know, tons. You say, I flip it on. I'm really good at Wheel of Fortune, you know. Uh, not really anyway. a skill there, though. It's not really any knowledge based. It's just, a, you know, not really. Yeah. Trivial yeah. Pursuit, Stevie. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. I love the idea of it when when it first came out. You know, sit down and read the cards and all that stuff. But no, no, I'm too I'm too dumb. Yeah, I like so the what sport, I did, any sports and entertainment. I'm all over it. But then you get into some other things like world history and things like that, and I'm Duh. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, or going. How did you know that? Yeah, you know, to the other person. So I played Trivial Pursuit alone. That's what I did. <laughs> I memorized the questions. No, no, I just played it by myself to see how stupid I was. <laughs> and? Well, anyway, the reason I did it, Steve, is because women were really distracting me. So oh, I had see, to. see, that's it. <laughs> so that's not a bad thing to say, and, and you know, onto itself, and that, you know, you're, you're a fan of women, and it's distracting. They were distracting. There you go. Don't, right. don't get me going again. Don't right. get me going. You're going to listen back to this show, Steve, and see I was right. So. Anyway, it will be interesting, right? Final thought. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this NBC thing. Because for sure, whether you, whether you disagree with me or agree with Steve or whatever, or agree with me, uh, the, it's a huge double standard, what NBC did. So. Good stuff. Okay, we'll call it quits right there. Uh, glad to have the NHL back, though. I'll say that as, the, uh, as we record this, the season renewed. A new regular season began last night, and... Uh, and here in my neck of the woods, looking forward to a couple of games, Sens and Leafs on the weekend. So glad it's all back. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next time. So Jeopardy, Steve. Answer? Good night. Question? What's Jim's salutation at the end of the show? Good night. <laughs> we'll see you.